Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's playoff football. NFL playoff football. That's right, it's laces out. The number one Yorkshire, possibly England, NFL football podcast. Me and Mr Williams are talking playoff football. That's it, regular season's done. Fantasy season's done. All that's left is playoff football and then the Super Bowl. If you are checking us out on YouTube, looking at our lovely faces, um, you could be a lovely person yourself and just click that subscribe button. Helps the channel massively. Helps us. Obviously, further down the line, that'll help you guys. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Boom, there we go. It's uh, it's that time of the week again, where uh, we we talk about football. Which football? Who knows? It could be, could be the the weird shaped one, or it could be the round one. But for now, let's say it's the odd shaped one, and see how we get on. That's right. It's uh, it's NFL football. It's Laces Out podcast time. Uh, we should uh, should probably pour some out for the uh, for the regular season. So, you know, the the death of the regular season has happened in the last week. Um, all playoff uh, positions have been clinched, settled, sorted. Um, teams got their their buys and home field advantage and so on and so forth, and there definitely wasn't any match rigging going on. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get on, we'll get onto it, obviously. But I I hugely disagree. You but... massively disagree. You massively disagree. Um, and I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, it's, I don't think it's suspicious either. Um, we'll start things off. We'll start things off the way uh, this is clearly already going uh, with, uh, with with this guy. I uh, might, might have sent a little message to uh, Matthew and said, "Matthew, maybe maybe they should call me two T's for two-time champion." That's right. In the in the in the little league in the in the wee league, I went up against Mister Robert Rafton, as I did in the big league, um, and managed to uh, to take a little victory on that one. So uh, for a second time, I have uh, I have become league champ. Actual official last place. I think I came eighth or something. It's not one. It's Unbelievable. Not, it's not one. It's not the other. It's uh, 
I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've ever I've ever finished rock bottom of any of the fantasy leagues that I've been involved with. It's a humbling experience, let me tell you, and it's uh, it's not one that I'll be looking to repeat next season. Well, you know, same old, same old, isn't it? Everybody, uh, everybody's got to win. Everybody's got to lose. You know, in every game, there's a winner and a loser. So true, true that. Just ask the yeah, uh, uh, just ask the Dallas Cowboys. There was a, well, yeah, there was a new. However, there was a new name inscribed on the uh, trophy. Of the uh, of the big fantasy league, congratulations goes out to first time winner Philip Walls, Indeed. one of this parish. Indeed, uh, big fan uh, of that. Written himself into York League style folklore with his uh, with his win. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Phil. You'll have to let me know what it feels like. Yep, congrats, Phil. I think some people could view it that you know sickness and injury may have uh, may have helped that win along, and some people might view it as that's just the way it, the way it falls, the way it breaks. You could you could talk about teams that make it to the playoffs and then get hit with a, a bout of uh, of the virus week before the playoffs so you know happens happens to the best of the teams um so yeah we'll just have to see how, how that pans out but yes congratulations phil um hold that trophy high hold it high hold it high for the rest of us um and i think i think we can all agree you know it's it's a it's a double win because uh It was it was Phil that won it, and not anyone else who might have won it before. And I don't mean uh, I don't mean Mister Mister Forrester Gray. I think we all know. I think we all know who we're talking about here. Wow, a thinly veiled shots fired. He wow. he knows I love him, and he and he knows how much I appreciate being uh, him being a two time champion. He uh, let's just let's just put it this way. He brings it upon himself. Let's just go with that. Go with that and leave it there. Yes. So fantasy, fantasy done and dusted for yet another year. Fantasy done and dusted. It saddens me as it does every year because it does signal the the end is nigh. Um, obviously, we'll still be here for the next few weeks. Uh, we absolutely won't be here for the Pro Bowl because uh, the Pro Bowl is uh, it's also virtual this year. They're doing. It, I'm, I'm pretty, they're doing Madden, aren't they? Unless I completely, unless I completely misread this, they're doing it via Madden. Yeah. So yeah, I, I saw a thing that they were going to do it uh, on Madden, which uh, I feel has probably got the same effect as them actually going out there and playing it, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I sat down to watch the, the watch the Pro Bowl once. It was uh, it was an experience. 
He's gone full-blown Rain Man. Trying to work out how many games there are left in total. So obviously we've gone from we've gone from having sixteen a week to now only thirteen games left. So six this week. Yep. Four next week. Mm-hmm. Two the week after. Then a break. Then the one. Then a term in the one. In two thousand and twenty one. All the ones. So We've covered the fantasy. Uh, we need to talk about what last week's scores looked like. I know it makes absolutely no difference because... Uh... So, here's the conversation. Here's the conversation. I, I was like, I'm sat on the sofa, I'm watching the football. And I'm like... Do you know that you've won the prediction? <laughs> In the in the in the in the in the league this year. No. Cool. That's uh, that's that. Yeah. So yeah, you won, uh, and and that's with a week to go because nobody could catch up. So that then turned into a conversation where I was like, so here's what I'm thinking. Um, I'll try and get the picture because it it was a it was a visual thing. Did I keep it? I bet I didn't keep it. That's gonna. I didn't keep it, but a quick search. Oh, there we go. So I was saying that she should have been on the podcast today and she should have been dressed like this. Oh, dear. Or the obvious would have been... um, If she'd have come on dressed like this. As soon as you said it, I was like, he's definitely picking up the Fitzpatrick wearing uh, Jameis Winston's clothes. So for anybody who so. is who is listening to the podcast, uh, do yourself a favour and do a Google image search for DJ Dad. And then you probably want to put Tom Segoya after it. And just check out his outfit. Or treat yourself to doing a, a, a Google image search for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And just look for uh, look for him in amazing sunglasses with his, uh, with his chest out. So I was saying she should have come on in some kind of like hat, sunglasses, big fur coat situation. Um, and put, put, us all to, uh, put us all to shame. But it wasn't meant to be I'm afraid. She's exhausted herself producing a hell of a lot of stats for the week. But, outside of that, did anybody claw any points back? Well, Andrew. Hmm. As you're aware, there were 16 games to predict. So, therefore, a maximum of 16 points up for, well, 16 points in the grand scheme of things. Obviously only one point from a week perspective. So coming bottom of the pile with only ten out of sixteen picks correct. Not ending the season on a high. It was me. Mm. Really? Uh second or second last even, 
uh, with 11 out of 16 picks correct. She's uh, she's getting better. It was uh, it was this week's guest. It was Amy. Well done. Uh, then with 12 out of 16 picks correct, it is the tired one herself, Leanne. Therefore, taking the win for the week and getting himself an extra point back, it is Mr. Cook. Too little. With 13 out of 16 correct. Too little. Too. He was only let down by the Steelers against the Browns, the Cowboys against the Giants, and the Chiefs against the Chargers. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to accept that loss. Obviously, you know, the... Um, the, the fix was in in the Steelers Browns game, um, as as we as we're well aware at this point. Yeah, we'll we'll get onto that later on, but well, <laughs> there is absolutely uh, so, yeah, so all that does for the, uh, the overall. Go on, go on. We'll we'll come back to it. You know, we're going to get into that game. Fair enough. So what it does for the overall season standings, the guest finishes the season on two and a half points. Next we have myself on four points. Yourself on five points. And as we said, as we said last week, Leanne takes the win with six points. So well done, Leanne. Well done. Now, the question is, is, I'll just, whilst I cover up my, my sort of picks... Do we roll over the points, or do we start again from a from a fresh? Uh, with the postseason being a sort of a secondary competition, if we will. Mm. I don't know. Because what I was thinking we could do is rather than pick. Because if we if we end up with the same picks across the board, what we could do is rather than the the minute of the first touchdowns, we could pick which of the games we think will have the highest combined points total. So Pickham, the tiebreaker. Yeah, Pickham's has done this thing where it's gone. Who do you think is going to win in this matchup? And then it will give you like which of these players, which of these two players is going to record more sacks in the game. It's like the Steelers game, it's like TJ and um, somebody else. Miles Garrett. I believe you might be correct there. Uh, but then it was like, who's going to get the most rushing yards in this game? And it's, you know, you've got like a pick of like four people, Derek Henry being one of them. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess. Um, then at the end of the pick it was. Um, how many points total for this round of games, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, that's not that's, that's probably a, that's probably an easier well, not an easier way of deciding it, but probably a more definitive way of deciding it because in theory we could all we could all pick the same game for the high points total. So, so yeah, so if we do end up with same picks across the board, which you have indicated might be the case for you and Leon anyway. We'll do a you have to pick a combined points total for all six games. 
Mm-hmm. And whoever's closest would get the point if that was if it went down to that. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, that's next week. We have to talk about the the week gone. So, as as previously mentioned, uh, the stats mistress was beavering away to bring us what may be the last stats, certainly the last stats of the regular season. Um, credit goes to Nate Davis of USA Today, but I think we know where the real credit lies on this one. Uh, these are the NFL stats for week 17. Number one. <clears throat> I've got a little frog action going. With the Browns and the Buccaneers playoff bound, the New York Jets now own the league's longest postseason drought, one that dates to 2010. The Browns are facing the Steelers for a second week running in the wildcard round. Cleveland's last playoff appearance occurred in 2002 when the Browns lost 36-33 at Heinz Field. The Bucks have not made it to the playoffs since 2007 and led by Tom Brady will face Washington in this wild card round. Next. On Sunday, Brady made his 299th regular season start, breaking Brett Favre's record among quarterbacks. Brady also reached 40 touchdown passes for the second time in his career. He and Peyton Manning are the only players in league history to throw 40 touchdowns for multiple teams. The Buccaneers have scored a franchise record 492 points, breaking the previous team record of 458. The Bills also scored a franchise record 501 points, breaking the previous team record of 458. Number three. Titans running back Derek Henry became the 8th 2,000-yard rusher in the league history. Henry's 2,027 yards on the ground are the 5th highest total ever. Henry became the first man to win consecutive rushing crowns since Hall of Famer Ladaney... Ladanian Tomlinson did so in 2006 and 2007. Number four. This one's a, a, a long one. Baltimore could set up for a redemption tour. The AFC's number one playoff seed last season after going 14-2. and two. The Ravens were a one-and-done postseason flameout, losing their opener 28-12 to Tennessee. But after winning their fifth in a row to end the 2020 campaign, they enter the playoffs hot, starting in Tennessee. Titans versus Ravens could be the best playoff matchup of wildcard weekend. Both teams have devastating ground games and are arguably best positioned to trip up the Chiefs in a keep-away style offensive approach. Number five. 
Baltimore's Lamar Jackson in, is the first quarterback in league history with multiple 1,000-yard rushing seasons. The Ravens rushed for 404 yards at Cincinnati, making them only the second team to surpass 400 in a game during the Super Bowl era since 1966. Number six, Rams quarterback John Wolford helped L.A. secure a wildcard berth in his first NFL appearance. Per ESPN Stats and Info, Wolford is the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to debut in a regular season final with a playoff spot hanging in the balance. Number 7. The Miami Dolphins entered Sunday with the league's stingiest scoring defence. They wound up surrendering 56 points and the AFC's final playoff spot. I did feel sorry for the Dolphins. Um, more because, uh, is it Scott Hansen that does red zone? He, he, he just kept saying, the only team not taking care of business, the only team not getting it done is the Dolphins. And I was like, give them a break. Uh, finally, for me, my eighth and final stat, Saints wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders caught nine passes Sunday, getting him to 61 for the year and a $500,000 bonus for reaching 60. Um, I'm just looking... Because I know that there was a Seahawks one as well. Uh but it doesn't seem to be in your stats. Uh, speaking of your stats, take it away, my good man. It's funny you should mention that, Andrew, because Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson became the first rookie in the Super Bowl era to finish the season with 1,400 receiving yards dead. So not a bad little first season. Not bad. Speaking of rookie seasons, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert became the first rookie to throw for 30-plus touchdowns, but fell 39 yards shy of breaking Andrew Luck's mark for most rookie passing yards, 4,374. Luck played in all 16 games in 2012, won more than Herbert, who did set the record for most games, eight, by a rookie with 300-plus passing yards. Herbert's 396 completions are also a rookie standard. So, he looks... He looks legit. Pretty good. Yeah. The, char the Chargers might be a bit all over the place, but you certainly can't argue that they're um, well-placed at the uh, quarterback position. Absolutely. Continuing the rookie theme... Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor almost single-handedly ran the Colts into the postseason uh, with, a, uh, with a total of 253 rushing yards and a pair of scores on Jacksonville. Taylor, who scored in four consecutive games, is the third Indianapolis rookie to rush for at least 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's, looking, he's another one who looks pretty good. Nice. Uh, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' league-high 48 touchdown passes broke his previous franchise record of 45 in 2011. Coincidentally, when he was the league's MVP, 
might come back to that later on. Uh, Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams' 115 catches are also a new Green Bay record for one season. Quarterback Russell Wilson is the first Seahawks player with 40 touchdown passes in a season. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett is the first Seahawks player with a th- 100 catches in a season. And wide receiver DK Metcalf is the first Seahawks player with 1,300 plus receiving yards in a season. So the offense just setting records across the board this season in Seattle. Uh, Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs is the first man post-merger to lead the NFL in catches as well as receiving yards after switching teams. Mm. Sounds a bit like a WWE stat to me. First sounds time like ever. Old, sounds like uh, old, old Nate was uh, was scraping the bottom of the barrel for his, uh, for his stats towards the end of this. Uh... Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks reached 1,000 receiving yards for his fourth different team, something only done by Brandon Marshall previously. Last two. The Steelers' record of consecutive regular season games with at least one sack has now reached 73 and is still in play. See how long they can keep that going for at the start of next season. And just finally, the Lions kicker Matt Prater connected on his 59th Career field goal from at least 50 yards out, breaking a tie with Sebastian Janikowski, and he's now set the NFL career record. So, if he carries on for next season, let's see if he can bomb his 60th 50-yard-plus field goal. Uh, So, it looks like my kind of guy, Matt Prater, you know, a little bit of extra timber, you know, looks like he enjoys a beer and, uh, you know... Couple of cheeseburgers every uh, every Get, couple of days. Gets the job done though, doesn't he? Absolutely. Big leg, it. big leg, big leg. Pray. I'm pretty sure he's he's the guy who's got the record for the longest uh, the longest field goal um, in the league as well. Um, it's not a stat as such, but I did notice that on Sunday, or was it the week before, the Broncos lined up for a seventy-yard field goal attempt. And it didn't even reach the end zone. So I mean, why would you? It had no chance. It must no. It must have been against. It must have been against the Raiders because um, I think um, Henry Ruggs was back to to return it and got it to a bottom midfield. Because uh, the only reason the only reason they, they went for the attempt because it was it was the end of the half. So it was the last. It was the last. Um, it was the last attempt of the half. Um, so they knew nothing much would come of it if they didn't make it. So it wasn't the end of the world. But um, yeah, seventy yards and it was no nowhere near. So I think they've definitely found the limit. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So that is that regular season done. Over stats are done, scores are done, it's all done. It'll be one of those things where we won't be setting any lineups this coming week. We're trying to work out which of you team is actually healthy enough to play and so on and so forth but what you can do this week is look forward to playoff football there are some interesting matchups coming up uh, well i'm sure we'll get to them shortly um 
But yeah, it just goes to show even when you're at playoff point, there are still games that are like, why are we watching this game? So let's dive right in. What is our first game of the playoffs? So, I've written the games out in order of time they will be played, which makes the most sense, obviously. So, our opening game of what I believe is being described as... Oh, they, they call it something different. It's like even wilder wild card or something like that, or like most most wild card. Or, because basically, because there's an extra game being played on both days, so they're, they're obviously just people in America just losing their shit because there's more football. Um, so rather than the traditional two games on a Saturday and two games on a Sunday, we have three games each day so first up we have the seventh seed indianapolis colts traveling to the two seed buffalo bills (coughs) now i know what you're gonna say but hear me out here Surely there is no other outcome in this game than the Bills walking it. Well, personally, I think the Bills will make the AFC Championship game. So I've gone for the Bills. Uh, Myself... And the stats mistress have also gone for the Bills. I I don't see this game going any other way. I I do agree. There is there is the argument that obviously the Colts are coming in with Taylor red hot. So their ground game is something the Bills are gonna have to concentrate on. And if they're not careful, that could hurt them. As as the team, there's no argument. The Bills are are, they're definitely the more complete team. They've got they've got definitely a better defense than than Indianapolis does. Um, They've got much more of a of an attack through the air. They've got a much better quarterback, even though obviously. Rivers has been in the in the league for a lot longer than uh, Josh Allen has, but obviously there's 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 been talk of him either saying that if he's not if he's not coming back for another season with the Colts, then this will be it. He's going to retire. So there's obviously the talk that is he maybe on his last legs. Obviously he is. Um, yeah, but I I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I I don't personally see any other outcome than a Bills win. Um, and <clears throat> another thing that might sway in their favour as well is that they're um, they've worked out they've done some um, they must have looked at some of the stats for uh, infection rates in Buffalo and they've managed to get to a position where they can actually have some fans in the stadium really? for the game. So you'd imagine that it's the in fact oh, 
rip something from the NFL uh, app, as we used to do on last season's podcast. Mm. The stat that comes up on the playoff game is that this is the first home playoff game for Buffalo since 1996. Wow. So you'd imagine that uh, a wait of 25 years would probably be uh, as much of an excuse for uh, for anybody to um, get fucked up in the parking lot and uh, go fucking mental in the stands. So, not seeing the... uh, And you've also got the potential that Obviously, the Bills Stadium is an outdoor stadium. It's 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 well documented that the weather in Buffalo is not great. So if it's a bit cold, we could even potentially be dealing with a bit of snow. So Indianapolis playing a dome, mm. and this could play. It's all it's all basically playing to Buffalo. Yeah, you? So yeah. Let's see. Um, I I I don't see this going any other way. There are games that. I have predicted, while still being undecided, I have said, I believe this team is going to win. But it wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way. But this isn't one of them. So what is our next game? So, the next game, like you were saying, I think is probably the hardest one to call out of the six. Certainly it's for me. Um, there's maybe an argument that the last one that we'll discuss could be that as well. But this is the sixth seed. Yeah, sixth seed Rams going to the fourth seed. No, third seed Seahawks. I don't like this game. And there's a reason I don't like this game. Because. Obviously, I want to see the Seahawks go go through, go, go on to the next. But it would be one of those random as hell games where the Rams pull it out of their asses. You know, I think what my fear is that they catch the Seahawks on a bad day and the Rams on a good day and that combination doesn't mix well. Obviously, we are talking about the fact that the Seahawks went from the worst defence in the league to one of the best, if not the best, at this point in time. Well, the stat, the stat, so the stat on the on the NFL uh, app is that the Rams have only allowed eighteen point five points per game this season, which is the fewest in the NFL. Jeez. Seahawks defense has, has historically been very good. It's not been the greatest this season. However, in the last couple of weeks, they have picked up and they have been better. But um, did they, because they, they they've not they've not recent they've not too recently played each other. I think. Let's have a look. Um, I think it might have been in week sixteen. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, so in week sixteen. Um, so the day after Boxing Day mm-hmm. they played each other and it was Rams 9 Seahawks 20 
Yeah, and, and so is it going to be a repeat of the of the previous game? Well, you know, for me, I would like to say yes. Uh, I would hope that that would be the case. I, <coughs> I, you know, being a Seahawks fan, I want to see the Seahawks go further through this. Is this the year to see them back in the Super Bowl? I don't know, but I certainly don't want to see them go out round one. And for want of a better way of putting it, I certainly don't want to see them going out to the Rams. Um, so, myself and the stats mistress have gone Seahawks on this one. But we had a conversation about the fact that this could easily be one of the upset games. So, I have picked the same. I've also gone with the Seahawks. I just think the home, well, home field advantage in as much as they're playing at home, there are no fans, so there's not much of a home field advantage. Um, also, still don't really know what the Rams quarterback situation is with Goff. Mm. Um, obviously, this kid who came in and played against the Cardinals on Sunday has obviously shown that he's more than capable of carrying the offence. Yep. So... Whether or not it's a case of he is good, he's he is the starter and he's and he's good to go. Then they're obviously not in a terrible position. So we'll just we'll just wait and see. But I think the Seahawks will have just just too much for for the Rams. Obviously, like you said, it could be could be a tight game on defense. As about you look that Aaron Donald will be looking to get at Russell Wilson as much as possible. Yeah. So. Who knows? Strange, stranger things have happened. I think it is the tightest one to call, personally. Um, but I have gone with the Seahawks like you two have. Okay. Which brings us on to the final game of Saturday, which would technically be Sunday morning over here in the UK, Maybe. where we have the fifth seed, Tampa Bay... Sorry, Tom Brady Buccaneers... Going up against the fourth seed Washington football team. So, do you remember earlier? In arguments, it's it's one of it's one of the. Go on, go ahead. Do you remember when I said earlier that you know even going into the playoffs, you're still wondering why you're having to sit through certain games. This is absolutely what I was referring to. Why the hell are we having to watch the Washington football team in the playoffs? And I understand the way it works. You know, it was the best of a bad bunch, but only just the best of a bad bunch. Now, don't get me wrong, there have been points through this season where I've actually kind of rooted for Washington. Um, I think it's been a good... It's been a good run for uh, for Riverboat Ron with uh, with everything he's had going on this year, and you know it's nice to see that it, that the team has made the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously for themselves, but for him and the position from going from um, Carolina to to Washington. But this is another game where I'm like, there is absolutely no question which team will be walking out of this one a winner. It's the uh, Tom Brady 
Buccaneers, unfortunately. I've, I keep getting this. I keep getting this. Horrible. Bear in mind, pretty sure at the start of the season, I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be one of the Super Bowl teams this year. I keep getting this horrible, horrible flash of it being a reality. <laughs> and all I can hear is me sitting there the night of the Super Bowl having to listen to four hours of how great Tom Brady is yet again. But, uh, well, but in case you haven't worked this one out, I've absolutely gone with the books for this. Uh, and uh, Matthew Moore will be loving it because uh, also, I believe, the stats mistress went for, uh, for the Tom Brady Buccaneers as well. It's all about Tampa Bay, baby. I unwrapped my. Uh, yeah, I don't think I do. I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think there's much that we need to discuss about this. It's probably the uh, uh, on the around the NFL podcast each week. Obviously, they discuss their lock of the week, uh, which is obviously their most confident game. That well, the game that they're most confident about of the entire sort of set. I mean, no one in their right mind is thinking that this is going to be anything other than a huge Buccaneers win. It's going to be a pasting. Um, the only the only thing that might be sort of in Washington's favour is that if Chase Young can get at Tom Brady, then he could he could make him look a bit foolish. Let's put it that way. But yeah, it, it's it's very unlikely. Let's put it that way. And um, the NFL uh, app stat for this was it's the uh, first appearance by Tampa in the playoffs since 2007. Mm. So this was the season that the two teams with the longest playoff drought snapped that streak. We've covered one of them in the Buccaneers. We'll cover the other one when we come to the last game. Um, but we'll move on to the slow, the slate of games on the Sunday. And that brings us to, as you discussed earlier, Andy, the revenge game of sorts in the uh, AFC where we have the fifth seed Ravens travelling to the fourth seed Titans I don't like this game I, I, I don't like this game at all because every fibre of my being is going well it's the Ravens the Ravens are gonna are gonna win this game. The Ravens, absolutely, the Ravens. I mean, you know, there is there is that whole Derrick Henry type situation. The Ravens are gonna win this, and uh, pretty sure last week we had a conversation about how some quarterbacks just need to be at the right team, and uh, and Tannehill's gone and 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 absolutely excelled. So. So there's that, but the Ravens are definitely going to win this, and, and and it's just that every part of me is just like just just say the Ravens and move on, but it just keeps eating away that the Titans could do it. The Titans could win this game, and 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 then just like in the situation with the Rams and the Seahawks, 
you catch the Titans on a good day and the Ravens on a bad day, it's a done deal. Now, as I said earlier, there are games I have basically picked a winner and I'm not comfortable with it, but I have I have picked a winner and this is one of them. So, Ravens for me. Ravens for the stats mistress. And I believe this is the point where you tell us how uh, you're absolutely going the other way with it. Um, so, it, I also have picked the Ravens. Mainly because I think they're going in as the hotter of the two teams. You've got, um, as he covered in the stats, Lamar coming off another season where he's rushed for a thousand yards. Um, at, at one point earlier in the season, they looked almost dead and buried. Um, and they've come back and they've finished the season with, what, five wins on the spin, something like that. Um, you'd argue that other than the Bills, they're probably the team that's going into this in the best form. Obviously, the uh, the Chiefs obviously had a loss against the Chargers on the last game, the last uh, game of the regular season, but they rested Mahomes. Yeah, Tyreek Hill wasn't playing. I don't think Travis Kelsey got many of the uh, of the snaps that were going. So, um, yeah, I just I just think that the rave. I mean, like, there's. There's an argument that could be made. This this could be this could be an absolute shootout. You could be looking at like thirty plus points on both sides of the ball. The only thing I would say for the for the Titans that worries me is that their um, their defense is not very good, as was shown on Sunday against the Texans, mm. where they were uh, they were pretty much they were, they were always. I mean, they were always a couple of scores up. Then Deshaun Watson got it back to either even or. or close to level and then obviously they took over and won the game in the end but I don't think they're not they're not that sort of team like obviously with the with the Chiefs if you score against the Chiefs you're always going to look at the Chiefs are going to just be able to get back into it yeah. on the offence because yeah. they're just going to like every time Mahomes has got the ball You'd argue they're going to end up with as as a minimum three points. I don't feel the same way about the Titans, um, and I just think that the Ravens can just grind them down, and then they've obviously got the most accurate kicker in the in the league, in Justin Tucker. He could be the um, he could be the difference in uh, in the win or the loss, and then obviously you've got. Um, Derek Henry on one side of the ball, you've got um, Mark Ingram, you've got J.K. Dobbins. The Ravens are probably, it's weird to say, in a, in a, in a game where Derek Henry's on the other side of the ball, the Ravens are probably the healthier attack in the run game, which is bizarre to say. Yeah. Um, but I just think the Ravens are a more balanced team. So for me, they're the, uh, they're the team that will get the win. But yeah, uh, out of this game, the Rams-Seahawks game, those these are the two tightest ones, but I've picked the Ravens. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans do end up getting it done because that's basically what they've done for the past season a bit. So. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are games this week where I'd be like, if it goes either way to what I've picked, it's not going to shock me. Um, 
So what have we got next on the docket? Sunday football. So next up, oh, I didn't, well, I didn't give the, uh, I didn't give the stat, did I? I didn't give the stat from uh, from the app. Ooh, could be a game changer. The stat on uh, the NFL app is that the road team is 4-0 in postseason matchup history. So that plays into the Ravens' hands a little bit as well. Mm. Right, next up. In the Sunday slot, we have the seventh seed Chicago Bears travelling to the Superdome to take on the two seed New Orleans Saints. Just before we get into the uh, the actual matchup, the Saints have to be the most unlucky sort of team in playoff history because they they're the first obviously them and uh, them and Buffalo on the opposite side are the first the first two seed to not receive a bye in the history obviously because they've changed the playoff format mm-hmm. um, but. Last season, there were something ridiculous. Like the Saints were either thirteen and three, and still didn't get a bye because there were there was two other teams at thirteen and three. So they were only the only team to have been at thirteen and three and not get a first round bye. Yep. Just really, really unfortunate. They seem to like they seem to keep getting shafted by either strength of schedule or just losing silly games yeah. to teams that they shouldn't be getting beaten by. Yeah. Um, but regardless of that. Um, this one's up there with the Buccaneers Washington game for me. It's the safest, safest selection of the week. Saints win all day for me. Absolutely. Um, uh, it, it's another one of those for me where I, I'm kind of puzzled by the fact that it's the Bears. Well, it was going to be. It was either going to be the Bears or the Cardinals, wasn't it? And it was a case of whichever one of them won was going to be in. Um, and they both shot the bed basically. Yeah. So the Bears got in because of the fact that the Cardinals didn't win. I would have, um, I would have far rather seen the Cardinals at this point in time than than the Bears. So I'm very much with yeah. you. Um, we can almost skip over this one. I've I've definitely gone for the Saints. Uh, the stats mistress uh, agrees. I don't think there's a lot to dwell on here. Um, obviously, when we get to next week and we're like, I mean, can you believe that that Bears game? You know, but at this point in time, no. Nah. So the only thing, the only thing that makes me think maybe there's a bit of a shot for the Bears there is that the Saints keep getting undone in the playoffs by teams from the NFC North. So it's it's they've been they've been dumped out of the out of the playoffs twice in the last three seasons by the Vikings. Is it this is the season where it's the Bears' turn? Um, one final that. thing is that obviously there's there's a lot of talk about this potentially being um, Breeze's last season. Obviously, does he think he's got another four games left in him? That's correct. Um, or hopefully, from a from a perspective of 
he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. I really hope he does. Yeah. Because I, I, I think everyone that watches, unless unless you're a supporter of the other teams, you'd like to see him go out on his so on his shield, you know, with another another Super Bowl win, another ring to add to his collection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. I think the sentimental favourite in this will be the Saints for the breeze factor, but who knows? Let's let's see what happens and stuff like that. But yeah, like you said, Saints win all day for me. Yeah. Should be fairly comfortable. If the only the apparently there was something about this where if they'd been slotted into the Saturday schedule, Alvin Kamara wouldn't have had enough time to have cleared the COVID yeah. protocol to be back in, whereas he is he is eligible to play if he doesn't test positive or if he doesn't show symptoms. Oh, hang on. Because he tested positive, but he was asymptomatic on me. So he wasn't suffering from it, but he did test positive for it. So... I think he's. I think he is. I think he is okay to play. He's, he's he's scheduled to come back into this one. There was talk of Michael Thomas potentially being available as well because mm. I think he missed the last three games of the regular yeah. season, or possibly the last four with an injury. So he might be back in. So if he's if he's back in, that's massive. I mean, they've still got they've still got weapons if they don't have him. Um, and obviously, for every for every player they run where they've not got. Um, a designated running back or wide receiver in, they just trot Taysom Hill out and just let him run the ball anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Saints. Indeedy. So what we got left? Brings us to the last game of the slot. It's the Sunday. It's the reason I've taken Monday off work. It is the sixth seed, Cleveland Browns, travelling to the third seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, in a repeat of Week 17 in a different stadium. Right, let's get this out of the way straight off the bat. I personally think that the Steelers let the Browns win knowing that they would face them in the first round of the playoffs looking at them as an easy win which propels them a week further into the playoffs however I I suspect there was an element of the Browns knowing that and making it seem like they're an easier team to beat to get that sort of... Because this is absolutely another one of those games where I don't think there's a right answer. Because everything, in theory, points to the Steelers. They've had they've had a bit of a bumpy road, but they were absolutely on fire. But if you go back and look at the way their season has broken down, they kind of had an easy run of it. The Browns have just reported um, a, a, an outbreak of COVID, uh, and they're they're going to be impacted by that going into the playoffs. Again, this is a game where 
for me, I'm going Steelers. If the Browns win this, I wouldn't be surprised. But every fibre of my being says I have to go Steelers on this one. Because, you know, to me their season would back them up. Um, it means more to the Browns, and I obviously like getting into the playoffs and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but then, I hate to say it, but it, come, even if you look at the quarterback situation, you got Roethlisberger going up against Mayfield. Old uh, old Baker's just he, he's so sporadic. One minute he's absolutely crushing it, and the next minute it's like, Did, are you are you qualified to play this game? So unfortunately, uh, for me, for me, uh, it's uh, it's a Steelers win on this one. Uh, it's getting getting a little old now, but um, the stats mistress uh, the stats mistress agreed with me. Uh, this was the conversation we'd had. Basically, it was a situation where. No matter how much of a conversation me and her ended up having, we still came to the same conclusion of the teams in it. Um, I suspect you uh, you might have a, a difference of opinion on this one because I know you uh, you love the dog pound. Um, so yeah, Steelers. The the cookhouse is going Steelers. So. This is you are you are absolutely correct. This is the first the first of the six games where I picked differently. So I've picked the Browns, probably possibly a little bit heart overhead, but I think the Steelers have got huge problems. They have absolutely no run game mm. whatsoever. They just cannot rush the ball. The Browns have got, it's not a great defence, but it's a good, solid defence that I think can stop any particular sort of semblance of the run. Um, and that that sort of run of three games where the Steelers lost was bad. I mean, one of the games they lost was against the Bengals. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, Roethlisberger, I, I, I kind of lump him in the same category as Rivers, mm. in that they just their bodies are just shutting down on them, and so that they can't they can't do what like, obviously they 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 know in their head what they want to do, and they know what the brain wants them to do, but they just can't execute in the same way they were able to like three four years ago. Yeah. So I just think that. The Browns are going to want this so much. Not that the, not that the Steelers are... I'm not saying that the Steelers players won't want it. And stuff like that. Obviously they will. They're, they're professional athletes at the end of the day. But I just think that... I just think that the Browns... Even with the even with the COVID stuff, obviously the, the biggest miss for them will be uh, the head coach. Kevin Stefanski is going to be missing because he's tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um at the moment, I don't know because the the thing that came out the other day was that he, along with two 
two coaches and two unnamed players had tested positive. So I'll see if I can find what it was. Just going back to the Bears Saints, the NFL app stat for that particular game was that Chicago's lost six games straight versus New Orleans. The last time they beat was in uh, 2008. Oof. So another thing going against them. Is, yeah. Right, Browns. Let's have a look. Stefanski trusts Browns will maintain focus in his absence. No, it doesn't say. It just says that. Just says that Stefanski had tested positive, so he's, he's, he can't go to the game. Mm-hmm. Stefanski among five Browns to test positive for COVID. Let's have a look. See if it says who the five were. Well, yeah, like I say, all I know is it was it was him, two coaches, and two unnamed players. So we'll see if it if it updates if it ever loads. Mm-hmm. So, that is all the games predicted, as you have uh, completed the predictions with a Browns prediction. Um, However, if the Steelers win that game, we will need some form of tie-break situation. Uh, I, I believe... There was an intention to go with total number of points in this round of games. And the stats mistress has gone with 245 points in this round. And... Okay. I will just double check, but I'm pretty sure I have already. Just double check. I don't want to tell. Don't want to tell no porcupines. I have gone with two hundred and thirty points. Okay. So. So, that right there, I believe, brings us to the end of the predictions for round one, week 18, whatever the hell you want to call it. Playoff football, ladies and gents. Wild card round. Football. Wild card. I know that's wild cat, isn't it? Yeah. So, this time next week, the pitch will look even tighter than it does now. It'll be down to... Because I think if you look at it as a... I mean, you know, we've predicted almost identically all the way through. If you look at the teams we've predicted to then go on to play games that will then include the Chiefs and the Packers, those are some juicy games coming up. Oh! You know, it's the games where it's like, well, whether the Ravens or the Titans win, 
whoever they go up against next, that game is going to be... Whew. So it's games like that. So, lots of juicy, juicy football to look forward to. Anything else from you, sir? No, nothing from me. Just uh, enjoy some football, mm. ladies and gents. Enjoy that playoff football. That tasty, tasty playoff football. Uh, there's nothing else from me. So, uh, just leaves me. Thank you for joining me. Taking these lovely people through playoff football. And uh, I will see you and them next week. Thank you very much. So there we go. What do you think to that? Player football is looming. The regular season's gone. But we're still here. So, you know, there's that. YouTube watchers, do subscribe. Helps channel massively. And I know secretly deep down you want to help us. Yeah. If you're a listener of the podcast, you can get that over at uh, iTunes or uh, SoundCloud, whichever takes your fancy. Everybody should jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. You can drop us a line, use an email, or you can even contact us through social media. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.